Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gordon Show. Happy New Year, beautiful people. I hope that you had the most amazing break. I hope you had a break. I hope that you were coming into this year feeling refreshed, feeling ready, ready to smash some shit out, ready to blow your empire up. I hope that you are feeling that magnetic energy that I can feel right now and I'm sure you can feel through the mic. And if you're not, then girlfriend, it is time to get a plan in place that excites you and gets you really ready to shake this year up and make this year your bitch, I guess is the word that's come to mind. (laughs) So I really, really want to be able to help you guys this year. And so I thought I would start the year off with a topic that I get asked about a lot, but also something that hopefully motivates you and gets you really, really excited for 2023. So this episode is all about how I 10x my business last year and how you can too. Because I've been asked a lot lately how I managed to 10x my business so fast. And I've touched on some of the reasons why in other episodes, things like putting your customer at the heart of your business, talk triggers, understanding your critical success factors, and things like how I use Instagram marketing to generate a million dollars in sales. And if you're interested, I have a course on this, by the way. And so, Today, I wanted to dive deep into some of the other really mega important decisions that I've made along the way, which have allowed me to quantum leap forward. And I guess they're the lesser known things, the things that I maybe don't talk about as much, as often, or as publicly. And so I've broken them down into a few different sections, and I thought I would just dive in. So something I teach my clients about a lot, and I've probably mentioned in a podcast episode, so if you're an avid listener, you've been listening for a long time, I might repeat some stuff today, but please know that when we're repeating stuff, one, repetition is the key to mastery. So I might repeat stuff over and over again, but then one day it's going to land and you're actually going to do it. So I hope that's the case for you. But one of the things I always tell my clients and talk about a lot is master of one. And that's really the concept that do one thing, do it really well, scale it up, get known for it, make it really simplified and systemized so that it runs without you and then you can start the next thing. Because I think that too often what happens is that we play the short game. We have all these beautiful, brilliant business ideas. And yes, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have so many business ideas. We have all these incredible business ideas and We start one, it doesn't kind of get the traction that we thought it was going to, and then we switch to another and we switch to another and we switch to another. And every time we're switching around, we're still not getting the results that we want. And the reason that you're not getting the results that you want is because you're not sticking to one thing. You're not becoming the master of it. You're not learning it well enough. You're not giving it a real chance to thrive before moving on to the next thing. And I really believe that the success is at the end of the mastery. And so if you don't know what your one thing is, if you're really unsure of how to scale the one thing up, next week's episode or the week after is coming up, which is all about if I had to start again tomorrow, here's what I do. And that's coming up in two weeks time. But one thing that I always teach is you have to get really good at one thing. And one of the keys and one of the reasons that I've been successful and one of the reasons that I've become really successful and been able to 10x my business in the last year is because I got really good at one thing And I didn't do anything else for 18 months, even though there was demand, even though I got bored, even though I desperately wanted to do other things, I didn't do anything else for 18 months. And that one thing that I did was the Purpose and Profit Mastermind. I started that up and within six months, it was highly successful. We'd already had 120 women come through the program in the first six months. It was exactly what the market needed at exactly the right time. Obviously, I hit the market strong with an audience that I'd already built. So I'd spent a lot of time building an audience beforehand. But the reality is that 
I did this one thing for 18 months without doing anything else. So I only had that one program. If you wanted to work with me, you couldn't do one-to-ones. If you wanted to work with me, I didn't have another way. If you were already making 10, 15, 20, 30 grand months and you wanted to work with me, this wasn't the program for you and I didn't have anything for you. So this was the only way that you could work with me in 18 months. And the reason I did that was because you will think your ego will tell you and you will convince yourself that you're a genius when you start having success in the first six to 12 months. And you'll think, I've got this nailed. I can do something else. But every time you take a step away from your business, things will explode and you'll have to jump back in and fix them. And that's just the way it is. And that's why I recommend taking so many holidays, guys. Like the faster you take holidays in your business, the quicker you're going to learn what falls over. The faster you're able to let go in your business and give stuff to your team, the quicker your business is going to fall down and, and crumble. And the faster you'll see where the cracks are so that you can start to fill them start to put things in place to prevent those things from happening again. And so that you can much faster scale out into the position where you can do the next thing that you've been wanting to do, right? But like I mentioned before, people are too short game minded. They do one thing and then they jump to the next and they jump to the next and they wonder why they're not having any success. And I touched on it just before when I spoke about, yes, there will be times. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, I'm doing the one thing. I'm bored of it. I want to do something else. I'm feeling this urge to do something else. My intuition is telling me that I need to do something else. Guess what? There will be times when you get bored. And here's a hint. And here's what I found personally for my business. If I'm bored of it, then probably so are your clients and so are your team, right? Because it's a top-down culture. So if you're bored of your business, so are your clients and so are your team. And so maybe we need to reframe this feeling of bored to a feeling of maybe it's time to shake it up. Maybe it's time to make it more me. Rather than start something else and just jump into the next thing and burn what we've already created down to the ground, maybe the thing we actually need to do is to shake it up, change it up, remix the model, change some things around, inject some energy back into it, sit down and really rethink, what could I do that would make this more fun? How could I make this more exciting for myself? And then you'll be able to get results again and then you'll be back in love with your business, okay? The reason that typically you get bored is because you are no longer doing what you wanted to do in the business. You're no longer lit up by your role in the business or you're no longer lit up by the results that you're getting for your clients. And so you have to get re-excited about getting back involved in your business. And so sometimes when I feel that feeling of bored, now I just check in and I go, is it just time to shake things up? Instead of burning it to the ground, maybe I just need to shake it up, okay? So one of the ways that I 10x my business was getting really good at one thing and I didn't do anything else for 18 months. I optimized and optimized and optimized the program. I let it break. I fixed it. I let it break. I fixed it. I let it break. I fixed it. And then 18 months later, I started working on a new course, which I ran. And then since then, we've developed a few other courses because now PMP actually runs without really needing me. However, I still jump in and coach and do all the things because I love it and I can never get away from it because it's my baby. But it doesn't actually need me for survival, okay? The next step on how I 10x my business last year and how you can too is I learned to let go and let people do the jobs that I paid them to do. I'm going to say that again. I learned to let go and I let people do the jobs that I paid them to do. And I know that sounds overly simple, but it is the most common mistake I see in scaling businesses. Businesses that are between the $10,000 a month up to $60,000 per month when they're making that much money more often than not, they're hiring people and they're not letting them actually do the job. They're still checking in, making sure they're doing it. They're still micromanaging or they're not giving them the full training or the full system or the full process. And then they're having to go in and fix everything all the time anyway. 
And so, like I said, I know it sounds simple, but it's the most common mistake I say. You have to learn to let go and let people do what you pay them to do. And you would have heard my podcast a couple of weeks ago with Chrissy from Hiring Advantage, and I talk about hiring great, not good. Don't hire people who are just pretty good at what they do. We want to hire the best so that you don't even need to micromanage because they're going to be coming to you with all the things they need. They're going to be coming to you with ideas and concepts and processes and systems and implementation tactics. Hire great, not good, right? Because that is going to help your business grow so much faster. So that was number two. Number three, which I think every single person listening to this podcast is going to feel this deep in their soul because this was probably the truest one for me. And probably the hardest one to overcome, and that is stop people-pleasing. I heard a saying recently that said that the most likely thing to kill a business's success is the owner needing to be liked. And it hit me like a freight train to the chest because I could definitely see how that could play out. And I'm sure if you're listening right now, so can you. Because some of the ways that people-pleasing played out in my own business over the last year and 18 months and really the whole time I've been in business is in three different ways in three different areas. So one, with my team, of course. I was, when I first hired my team, I was so grateful they came into the business. I was so honored that these incredible women wanted to work with me that I made myself available to them all the time. I gave them everything. I was like, you want to do a coaching session five times a week? Let's do it. You want to meet me for coffee? Let's do it. You want to have a one-to-one catch-up? Let's do it. You want to talk on the phone every afternoon? Let's do it. I was available to my team all of the time. And the reason that I was like that was not just because I'm a people pleaser. Yes, I am a people pleaser. But secondary, because I know that if you treat your team right, they'll treat your clients right. And if your clients are being treated right, they're going to tell their friends about it. And that's how we grow a business, right? But being available to them all the time, plus trying to run a business, plus trying to be available for my clients, plus trying to be available for Tim and my family and everybody else, it's no wonder I bloody burnt out, right? So people pleasing made me be available all the time for my team. Secondly, I was worried about overwhelming them with workload. I was worried about giving them tasks they wouldn't enjoy. I was worried about giving them too much. And so I wasn't asking them for everything I needed and not just I needed, but the business needed. Sometimes I just wouldn't give out tasks because I'd be too worried that they wouldn't have capacity or they wouldn't know what to do or they wouldn't feel supported in doing it. And so I wouldn't ask them to do the tasks that the business needed, which obviously stops the business's growth, which obviously led to me just doing more tasks, which obviously led to the team reaching out and being like, how can we support you? And me being like, it's okay, it's fine. I don't, you know, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And let me be really clear here. This was 100% down to the belief systems that I created. My team were not saying those things. They were not asking me to be available all the time. My team were open to taking on more tasks. My team were not saying that they were overwhelmed. These were all belief systems that I had created about my own team because I wanted to please them so much. And so when I explained how and why things were changing, so when I was going to be available to them, how that availability was going to look, what tasks I actually needed them to do, they were not only totally on board, but they were actually really excited. And so I had to stop people-pleasing in order to help my business grow. So that was the team side. Obviously, from a client side, guys, and I think this is where most of you will really resonate, when you are trying to people-please clients, not only will your boundaries be incredibly leaky, like I just meant being available all the time, right? You might be having that problem with your clients. But additionally, being scared to make the necessary changes. And I'm talking increasing prices, hiring new team members, and letting your team members take over their client work 
changing your structure. So, you know, putting in those boundaries, letting them know that it's no longer going to be the way that it currently is, implementing those boundaries and letting them know that they can't contact you or that systems are changing, all of those sorts of things. And if you aren't putting those necessary business changes in place for your business and you aren't growing and adapting your business, then survival of the fittest isn't about the strongest. The survival of the fittest is about those that are most willing to adapt. Okay. And if you're not adapting from fear of pleasing your clients, your business will go downhill very quickly. So people pleasing can show up in the way that you might be scared to make the necessary changes like I was. And then last but not least with my family. I was also available 24-7 to anybody who needed me, Tim, my parents, anybody in my world that needed me in that space. And a simple task like just going down to get milk or can you pop over and help us move the bed because we think we might have dropped our phone behind it or whatever it was. And it was disrupting my workday because I was letting it disrupt my workday, which was, of course, disrupting my productivity, which was disrupting my ability to get stuff done, which was disrupting my ability to succeed in the long term. And so, Once I figured out the things that were causing me to stop start every single day, the things that were getting in my way, things that were overwhelming me and making me feel like I couldn't make the changes, I couldn't get the work done, I couldn't make everybody happy, I sat down and I wrote out my ideal week. What would my ideal week look like if I were to have it all my way and I wasn't trying to people please anybody? What would my ideal week look like? And then I created a communication piece for each area from team, clients, and my parents and my family about how and why things were changing. And here's the kicker. I also included what the benefits for them were because there are benefits to those people from you honoring your boundaries, from you making those changes. And you need to find those benefits and then you need to be able to communicate that to those people. So I had to stop people-pleasing in order to 10x my business. The next one is something that I think you'll all it'll make sense to you, but I hear a lot of negative talk about it, and that is automation. A lot of our business is automated. A lot of our stuff is automated. We have a highly personalized business in which we speak to our clients daily, and we send out a lot of daily communication to our clients. And it's a lot of it is specific. Like We spend most of our outgoings in the business are on wages because we are a human-to-human business. That's what we do in the coaching field. And so, For me, there was a lot of processes that needed to be automated, but I felt almost guilty and bad automating those processes because I kept getting told that automations were cold, automations were cruel, automations take the personality out of business and make somebody feel like a number and all of those belief systems that can come up around automation. And honestly, it's just bullshit because I think that you can automate beautifully with soul. I think you can automate beautifully with intention and purpose. Every single automated task in our business is written by me, by my hand, with so much love. It is designed to make somebody feel seen and heard. And the reason that we have those automated processes in place is so that we can spend those man hours actually showing up for our clients in human real life rather than spending all of our time on admin. And that is a huge benefit to our clients. So automation changed the game. Our entire onboarding process is automated for our clients. We also send out a lot of automated check-ins for clients to make sure that they're actually doing the things they said they were going to do. If they don't do the things they said they're going to do and they don't respond to us, eventually over a period of a couple of weeks, a human being will reach out and check in and make sure everything's okay because that is part of our accountability. But we do have a lot of automated processes in place to make sure that our clients know we're thinking about you. In fact, we've thought about you from before you even joined. We've got this entire client journey mapped out 
And everything has you in mind and your success in mind. And we want to make sure that they know that we are 110% there for them. So automation changed the game for us. The last three things, (laughs) this ended up being a longer podcast than I thought, was reinvestment. So Obviously, I'm a business coach. I'm going to talk about reinvesting. Anyone would say that, you know, I think that you should hire me as your business coach and sign up with us and and all the things. But I know I speak about this a lot and I wanted to show you exactly what I've invested in in 2022 alone so that you can see the way that I reinvest in myself and that I'm not just calling bullshit when I talk about reinvesting. Okay. So in the last 12 months alone, I've had two wealth mentors. So I had a financial planning based course, which taught me about understanding my P&Ls and my profit margins and my balance sheets and those sorts of things. And then I also had a wealth mentor that was helping me to create long-term wealth. So investing crypto economic cycles and understanding, really understanding money. I was also part of a seven-figure business coaching mastermind, which is all about business growth and scale and helping me to get my business growing and scaling and having the system set up to do so. I have done multiple mindset coaching sessions, so all sorts of coaching from counseling and NLP style mindset coaching all the way through to astrological business coaching and even a group program based on becoming your most powerful self. I am currently undergoing some keynote speaker training. I have done an email marketing course. I've done an Instagram course. I've done a copywriting course. So they're all the things I've invested in just this year alone. And there was probably more. I just can't remember all of them right now, but they're a heap. And that's one, two, three, four five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's 11, at least 11 different people that I've invested in this year to be able to help me grow. Okay. So if you're wanting to 10X, I can tell you right now, it's on the other side of investment. And the reason that it's on the other side of investment is because those coaches aren't just giving me the answers. They're helping me grow the knowledge base. They're helping me grow the skill sets to be able to grow my business to the next level. And I focused on growing my own knowledge base by reading more than 20 books this year. Okay. So I've read books on mindset, on money, on economic cycles, on sales, on word of mouth, offers, lead generation, people, leadership, management, psychology, so many psychology books. (laughs) And a few of my incredible friends who wrote and published books as well this year. So looking at you, Heidi Anderson and Courtney from Seeking Wilder. I invest my time into growing my skill base. The only way that you are going to grow your business is to grow your own understanding. If you think you can just grow an entire business by outsourcing everything and having no idea what's actually going on in your business, what's actually working, you are throwing money at the wall. Because if you're trusting somebody else who's pretending to be the expert or might even be an expert, but doesn't have an understanding of how you and your business function, that you don't have an understanding on what those outcomes look like and what is best for your business, you're throwing money at a wall. Okay, it's better to know it, to understand it, and then to outsource it. And then last but not least, I took lots of messy action. When I didn't know how to do something, which was most of the time, (laughs) I just told myself I figure it out. So rather than being like, I don't know how to do that, I need to get someone to help me, yes, I would look for coaches 100%, but also I would ask for support. So I'd look for somebody who's done it and ask them how they did it. But last but not least, I just told myself I figure it out because every single thing that you want to know, somebody else has asked before you. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee that if you're looking to get investors into your business, there are so many courses and online information and free blogs and free resources that will give you that information. If you're looking to understand marketing, there'll be so many courses, there'll be so many people, there'll be so many free resources that'll be able to give you that information. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to do something, there is an answer on the internet. You just need to go and look for it. My first stop is always Google. I know that sounds really simple, but there's always an answer on Google, okay? And I told myself I'd figure it out, and I always did. I figured it out on the fly. I took big, messy action. I implemented before it made sense. I tried things, and they failed. And I try again, and they failed. And I try again, and it would work. And I didn't connect my emotions to the outcome, 
I think this is one of the reasons that I grew my business so fast was because I was okay with failing. I was okay with making mistakes. I was okay with trying something and it not working and then me trying again because I understand that that is part of growth. That is part of skill building. That is part of my long-term success. You know, I talk about the short game and the long game. That is part of my long-term success. And so I removed myself from the business entity emotionally and I was like, if I was working a day job for this business and my role in this business was to put this stuff out on social media and just try it and see what happens, I wouldn't care whether it worked or not. And so why am I making it so personal when that's exactly what my job is? I am an employee of my business and I am tasked with posting on social media today. And I don't really care if it works or not because I just get to go home after this and pour myself a glass of wine, right? And so I really, really encourage you guys to remove yourself emotionally from your business. Start treating your business as if you were just an employee plugging away and doing the work and take lots of messy action. Don't be scared to try and fail because that is how we learn. If you are looking to 10x your business next year, or even just double it, maybe 10x is something that you're like, ah, that's not possible for me. This is going to be impossible and way too hard. Then I hope that you've got some nuggets of wisdom today. I mentioned at the start about my million dollar Instagram course, and I have a cheeky discount in the show notes below for my podcast listeners. If you want to save $100 off that program, which is already so cheap, so that brings the price down to $397, which is insane because in it, I give you access to the behind the scenes of exactly how I grew my million dollar business last year. I literally went from $10,000 a month to $1.2 million last year. And I used Instagram as my number one sales and marketing platform. And I show you the exact behind the scenes of every single thing that I did to be able to do that. And I give you all of that for just you guys, $397. So check it out in the show notes below. But if you love today's episode, I would love it if you could screenshot it, share with me your biggest takeaway, tag me and let me know. It means the world to me when you guys reach out and touch base. So please drop into my DMs. I'd love to hear from you. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you next week. Babe, thank you for tuning into today's episode. It means the absolute world to have you here with me. If you want more, head to the show notes below to check out our latest free resources, along with the exclusive link for podcast listeners to book in a free 15-minute strategy session to find out how you can boom your biz. Boom your biz.